Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. Welcome along, it's great to have you with us. Now in today's episode, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about elite youth football, we're going to talk about development of young players and specifically we're going to talk about the four elements for success in elite youth football. Now, having been blessed with opportunities to work with and deal with and observe and help, assist, facilitate, coach, whichever word you want to talk about, young players in a variety of arenas on different continents and in different uh, different, you know, different areas, some elite, some non-league, some development, some in academies, some in different parts of the world, then uh, I feel very in a very uh, fortunate position to be able to talk about it. And along the way, of course, as well as the experiences and as well as the learnings, there's been some awesome and amazing mentors and teachers and people too, who have taught me so much. And, you know, without them uh, and the facilitation of them and the time that they've given and the experience that they've passed on so willingly and so freely, then none of this would uh, really be in existence. But I want to talk about the four elements of success in elite youth football because I do believe, although, look, there are no... There are no finite answers ultimately in in this kind of game. And we all have our own opinions and we all have our belief systems. And I'm sure that many people have opinions that may differ slightly from this. So please understand that this is based on my experience. It is based on, you know, substantial experience, three decades worth. I'm working with some players who are household names, people who have made real successes at the elite level. So here we go with the four elements for success in elite youth football. Okay, the first one, the first area is the physical domain. And I'm going to talk about it in terms of strength, speed, power and proprioception. Without a, phys- without a doubt, the, the physical aspect of a player is an absolute vital component of the success or the foundation for success in football. And that goes for any level, at any level. Because if you are a physical athlete, if you are able to compete physically and run and you have the aspects of of balance and speed and strength and 
proprioception, whichever adjectives and whichever specific components you want to talk about that come under the physical element banner, then you're going to be able to compete at some level. But without them, you are not going to be able to compete. And that is even truer today. I think that in eras gone past and 30 years ago, maybe, and people can, can have their own opinions on this, that if you were technically brilliant, there was an opportunity to be able to play at a very high level. I'm not certain today that that is the case. If you do not have the physical ability, then it is my humble opinion, and, and you know, please let me know what you think, that you, you will struggle. But if you do have these abilities, if you have the strength, if you have the speed, and you have the power, and you have the balance, the proprioception, and the, the, you know, the all-round physical ability, then you are going to be able to compete. If you have all of the components together in some capacity, and the primary elements of strength and speed, then you, you, know, you are going to be able to compete and you're going to be able to, to make the best of it. If you have a, a glaring hole in that armory and you have the strength and you have the speed, but you have no balance, you have a great big deficit, an enormous deficit in, in maybe the, the endurance capacity so you cannot last a whole game, or you have a, a deficit in the proprioceptive element where your balance is, is off and, and you know you can't work on, on one foot or you can't work on the other or you cannot turn one way efficiently then you are going to have issues in that part of the game which at some point will show themselves up um, but this platform of physicality it's, it's a vital component for success let's not beat about the bush and the great thing about this is that it, it can be developed it can be honed and young players specifically can work in a focused way with the right direction and with the right advice and with the right people behind them to develop these key skills. And the younger the player, the more and greater the opportunity to develop and to become better. The plasticity of our neural and our musculoskeletal systems are obviously greater at a younger age and there is more time to develop and we, we have less time, the younger we are, we've had less time to develop those abnormal and maybe not so good patterns of movement which are more difficult to break down and replace the older we get. So the younger we start, the, the, the more successful those movement patterns those basics those foundational movements that we talk about in dominate your game and i'm so keen and, and, and so passionate about that the, the players develop that that amazing foundation that from which all the great add-ons and the speed and the power and the proprioception and the balance and the agility can grow from from this broad and deep base of excellent foundational movements which i do believe in today's players can be easily lacking because of the lesser demands that society allows for young people 
because there's so much more time spent indoors, so much more time spent in controlled, almost sterile environments because of our society's concern, particularly in the Western world with health and safety and protocols. And um, maybe there's a little bit of a political element to that, but it's reality and it has a detrimental effect, in my opinion, on the development of young people's physical abilities. So, you know, we need to be aware of that and we can do things to compensate for that. But let's be certain, let's be sure that strength, speed, power and proprioception are necessary elements of success in elite youth football that come under the physical banner. Number one. Okay, what is number two in the key elements of success? Well, number two out of the four is, in my opinion, a strong support network. But without a shadow of a doubt, without even a debate, in my opinion, the road to success, and when I talk about success, I am going to talk about the, the, becoming an elite young footballer with an opportunity to be a professional and that this is not casting any kind of aspersion or any judgment on on the journey of young people into university football, into college football, into a coaching career, into a non-league career or anything like that. It is about maximising your potential. But the journey to excellence is an arduous road. And one of the things that's absolutely essential and this is borne out by listening to the stories and the autobiographies of people who've become successful in the game, young players, is you need a support network. Because on the way, there are going to be bumps and bruises. There are going to be dark times. There's going to be times of adversity where this support network is necessary. The evidence is there. And the people who, are, who can access and have access to the support networks are the ones that are caught when they fall they have people who can listen to them and advise them and be there for them and allow them to make the right decisions and to get back on track whatever that means particularly for that person now who are these people well everybody is in an individual situation you know some people have supportive parents or a supportive parent some people have a grandparent or an uncle or an aunt and so it is often a family member who provides that element of support. One of the real interesting things that we talk about on Leader Manager Coach and we've discussed is that that is the number of players who get to an elite level who when asked who was the person who most influenced your career and when you are sitting waiting for the answer of this coach or that coach or that person, they come out with an answer that may be surprising. They say, well, it's my mum, my mum or my mother. And it turns out that that person, the mother figure, the matriarch who was always there, who was not always the one at training, who wasn't always certainly the one who was on the pitch side or they may well have been, but was always there. They may be, you know, and this isn't about pigeonholing people, but they were there with the, the laundry, the kit, the assistance with travel, and uh, just being there as a presence almost 24 hours a day, always there, always consistent. 
not judging, able to listen, unconditional love, provision of that wonderful environment, not necessarily talking about football, but always being there. That is one component of a successful support network, which is necessary on the journey. So who else? Well, what about other players who you can confide in? What about key coaches, mentors, people you look up to? And um, these may be there, they may be not. And it depends on who you resonate with or young players resonate with. And but people need often need somebody to bounce things off, people to associate with, people to reflect things back from too, whether it's almost subconscious or it's conscious. But we all need a support network. And certainly one of the key components, one of the most successful, one of the foundational things, in my opinion, when you listen to people's stories, when you analyze their journeys, is they need a, a strong support network. So if you are a young player, then, you know, do whatever you need to do to access the right support and in terms of knowledge and inspiration and and, and just somebody there to to mentor you and somebody there to love you through the kind of times that you need the different kinds of support. And if you are a coach or a parent, then how can you offer that and how can you better yourself in terms of offering that support to those who are, you know, near and dear to you or you are responsible for in a coaching capacity? So number two, that strong support network. Okay, so what's number three? Well, number three is comes under what I'll term the psychological banner. And I've named it specifically as a burning desire and a psychological resilience. And this is related, isn't it, to the journey and it's related to the support network. Because as we have said, the journey to success, no matter what your area, no matter what your niche, no matter where you are going, is going to involve challenges and it's going to involve times where you need resilience. When you talk to people, they say almost to a man and a woman, What's the key thing? What's the most successful thing component that's really helped you on your way? And I cannot begin to tell you, and you'll probably recognize this yourself. And you'll refer back to how many times you've heard it yourself. It's that stickability. It's that never giving up. It's that psychological resilience to not take things personally to not get yourself down in the depths so far that you cannot pull yourself up. It's, under, it's being Teflon, if you like, that things bounce off you and to not let things affect you so much that you get up the next day and give it another go. And if you fall down, you get up again. You fall down, you get up again and you keep walking and putting one foot in front of the other. That is psychological resilience and that actual ability, and it is an ability, is 
absolutely a fundamental and a key component to being successful and getting there. It means, as I spoke to somebody the other day, that you are still in the game. You're still in the game. You haven't given up. You might be on your backside. You not, might feel, I could be down and out, but you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get to your feet and face your challenge once again. And uh, what is it that makes you do that? Well, behind that psychological resilience, underneath it, underpinning it, there has to be a burning desire. And there are many stories of people who try and demonstrate this. And when you listen to their stories, once again, it, it, it's almost the hero's journey just written out again that everybody will tell of this burning desire that's within them, that's deep within them, that, that nobody could extinguish. It's that inextinguishable flame that kept them going, that they had to do what they had to do. You know, as, as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, once your basic needs have met are met, then you ultimately to be happy, you have to do what you have to do. You have to be that coach. You have to be that player. You have to strive. And it's not the achievement, it's the striving for. It's the process and it's the being and the doing. But it is that burning desire that's unique to you is within you and and it's that it is the key thing and how badly do you have to want something well there's that famous story of the guy who goes to this famous wise man and says um i want you to teach me the the, the key to success and the wise man ignores him and he comes back again the next day and says I want you to teach me how to be successful and he gets ignored and he comes back a third time and says why do you ignore me I want you to teach me how to be successful but the wise man says follow me and he takes him to the shoreline of the ocean and they walk into the sea up to the level of their waist and the wise man holds the back of the head of the young person and thrusts him down into the water and he holds him under the water and he holds him under the water as long as he dares hold him and the young person's arms are thrashing about and he's doing whatever he possibly can to get out of that water to get that breath into his body and just at the last minute the wise man pulls him up out of the water and the young person is gasping for breath and cannot hardly breathe and certainly cannot speak. And once he regains that ability to speak, he said, why did you do that? What on earth are you doing? And the wise man says, he said, when you desire what it is you desire as much as you needed to take that breath, then that is how badly you have to want something. And that is the lesson. And again, I forget who it was who said, you have to desire what it is you want as much as a person with their hair on fire is searching for a pond. So there we go. I hope that gives you uh, 
an idea as to how badly you want it. When you cannot feel you cannot live without it, maybe that is you are on the right track and you have the characteristic of the burning desire. So number three, a burning desire and the psychological resilience to keep going because you have to achieve that burning desire that goes along with it. So that's number three. Okay, we're talking about the four elements for success in elite youth football. So let's get specific. What else do you need? What is number four? Well, surprisingly, maybe it is surprising to you and please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. The last one is the appropriate technical ability. And I'm sure if you said very quickly to a group of people, what do you need to be a successful elite youth footballer? One of the first things out of their mouth would be, you need to be a good player. And I certainly wouldn't argue with that because you have to have, let's be brutal about it, let's be honest about it, let's not beat about the bush. You have to have the basic elements of proficiency in your area. You have to be a good player and have the elements and certainly the potential to be a good player in that technical ability to be in with an opportunity but this area can be significantly improved it can be honed it can be improved it really can be changed and it's not number four because it's relegated to number four it's just one of the four components so if you are a good player if you are above average and you consider yourself to be in that category congratulations, you're in a great place. But if you're not, you're still in a great place. Because I cannot tell you how many young players who were probably average, who certainly weren't the best in their group, but worked diligently, worked long hours, worked months and years, to develop specific aspects of their technical game because they had a burning desire, because they were able to pull on that psychological resilience in number three. They had the strong support networks that kept them going and supported them and advised them and showed them and guided them. And they had that physical ability to compete as well out in the out of possession aspects of the game as well as the in possession. So it is one of the key components. And yes, without it, if you cannot control the ball, you cannot kick it properly, you cannot do things and manipulate the ball and use your physical abilities to influence the game in a technical way, you know, you're not going to be chosen. But let's be clear about it. These things can be developed. But yes, you do need that appropriate technical ability. There are windows of opportunity when that is best honed. But make no bones about it. The stories of practice that that Diego Maradona used to do, that, that Lionel Messi did, that Pele talked about in some of his 
some of the literature about Pele and that Beckham did it after hours and, and, and Giggs talked about and Ronaldo is renowned for the practice, the practice, the practice that makes those free kicks almost perfect, that makes those penalties so perfect that these goalkeepers do, the handling techniques that the fullbacks do, that the great passes do, you know. I don't think that those great passes of the ball were just great passes because they didn't practice. They practiced, they practiced, they practiced, they practiced. They might have had the potential, they might have had the fundamentals, and they might have had some basics in place. Yes, it's necessary, but it can be improved. So that's the last one. It's number four. It's the appropriate technical ability. So those are the four key components. And I'm, I'm really happy to be able to provide those. And I think, I'm, I actually really believe that these are the four key elements of success in elite youth football. And please let me know what you think. And if you can develop, number one, the strength, the speed, the power, and the proprioception. If you can make sure you have in place a strong support network of, of maybe a few different people and a few different individuals that you, that you love, they love you, there's a trust and they can provide you with the things that you need. They might not be soft with you. It's not about being soft. It's, it's tough love at times. If you have that burning desire and the associated psychological resilience, number three, to keep going. And you can and have and are prepared to develop the appropriate technical ability. You will have in place the four key elements for success as a young footballer. Look, there is so much that's out of your control. There is so much that you cannot influence. And, but you have to focus on the things that you can influence. As Ryan Holiday talks about. And the Stoic philosophy tells us so many times, you can influence your own psychological state. You can influence your technical ability by your practice. You can access support networks. And you can develop yourself physically with the right advice and the right work. So those are the four key elements for success in elite youth football. I hope that helps. Um, there's almost a lifetime's work in just a few lines there, really. But um, take those away. Let's see if you can apply them to your game and your situation. And uh, I hope that brings together um, many, many things for you and inspires you to uh, take a deep dive into those areas and to uh, that allows you to develop them as necessary for you on your own journey. As always, great to chat. Appreciate your time. Catch you later. Bye-bye.